1: You're listening to The Pete and Sebastian Show on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. This is The
2: Pete and Sebastian Show with Pete Corrielli
3: and Sebastian Maniscalco.
2: Hey, Biscuit, it's Jimmy from Boston. Biscuit, listen, talking with children... It sounded like what I can only imagine Petey's old neighbor Jack sounded like when he got Petey to spread cheek for that now infamous book. You definitely don't have to worry that you tap out from playing with your niece and nephew after only a few minutes. Because there is no doubt they are counting the seconds until Uncle Creepy fades away from playtime again. Trust me, kid. what.
1: Hammers,
3: Hammers, have a little mess,
0: if you please. Everybody, get on the floor, do your
1: thing.
2: Pete and Sebastian hey, Show, I'm Pete Corielli, and that is Sebastian Maniscalco, and we are back
4: back after the holidays let's r- let's run it through the ringer here um, give me a, a play-by-play on the uh on the thanksgiving extravagance you're so funny we were just having a conversation i know
2: <laughs> <laughs> we were just having a conversation before the show started uh about stand-up comedy and and, and how quickly you turn over material and then sebastian goes why are not we talking about this on the show let's start it up Bam, we start it right up, and he goes, how was
4: your Thanksgiving? (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get back into that conversation. It don't matter. We can
2: get back to it. Whatever you want to do, bro. Eh,
4: whatever, man. I mean, uh. Yeah, it's,
2: uh, you know, comics talking about comedy. Ooh, there's no podcasts
4: about that. (laughs) Jesus. So when you go on stage, do you look to the left when you
2: (laughs) I tell you, man, uh, I was playing. I do that once a year Polish club gig for the town. Yeah. and there's no green room and be, and there's a longer story but I just gotta tell you before the show I just wanted 10 minutes to chill by myself place was packed which I appreciate but there's obviously no green room it's a Polish hall I go in the coat room just to chill out uh bro fucking cell phones were lighting up left and right. It was like I was inside of a pinball machine. I mean, (laughs) nobody... They leave their cell phones in their coat. I get up there, I go, some guy who's got Journey as his ringtone, uh, I think a family member died. Because your phone would... I mean, the phones were going off left and right. But, like, my phone is always on me. It's not in my coat pocket in the coat room.
4: Well, that's just uh, goes to show how small of a town you live in that they're actually trusting enough to just leave valuables in the coat check room.
2: And the fact that it's such a small town, if something happened to a family member of this, they would know about it because someone else at the bar would probably have to jump up and go to the firehouse and change <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, they're all fire. It's just so small town, dude. Well,
4: that's that's nice. That's uh, nice that you could leave your cell phone in your pocket. And, and, and talk about polite you think people in Los Angeles, Chicago, New York City, don't bring their sh- their phone into a showroom? Oh, absolutely, they do, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you got people that actually said, "You know what? We're gonna go watch a show. It would be impolite for me to bring in my cell phone and check messages and do emails back and forth while somebody's performing."
2: Yeah, and you know, like, 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 let me let me ask you though. You're going to, all of a sudden, Shakespeare in the Park. Have you ever heard about that? They do it once a year? Yeah. They're doing it one year. It's Brad Pitt, George Clooney, Meryl Streep, Kevin Spacey. That thing is stacked. You got two tickets. You're up front. Simultaneously, Lana's... uh, Well, I wouldn't say... Let's say this is going on in L.A. because she's not going to have a baby in New York. Let's say Lana's due in a week, right? And Mm -hmm. And they go at the door they trying to make everybody actually check their cell phones, because I've seen that now. So you, they don't even want you to bring it in the room. Yeah. You checking it or you going, I'm out with the show?
4: Yeah, we leave, we go home. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You can't even risk those two hours. I hear you. Can you imagine? I mean, let's be honest. Clooney's a good movie actor. I don't think a Clooney monologue is more important than missing the birth of my first daughter, right?
4: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But if it's something where you got really nothing going on, and I've told Lana this myself because it's been an issue with Lana checking voicemail. It's particularly... during a, a movie, we went to the movie the other night, and Lana likes to text or email during the trailers. And I gotta shut it down. I don't know how you feel about that. I don't know if Jackie does it. I don't know if you do it. But I go into a movie theater. It's, it's no cell phone because it's distracting not only to the people that you're with, but the entire theater.
2: I agree 100%. Not only that, in my opinion, the movie starts when the trailers
4: start. I don't want to
2: miss the trailers.
4: Exactly. I feel as soon as the trailers go on, that is an indicator to the rest of the crowd. Shut your mouth. Put your phones away. Entertainment is now beginning.
2: Exactly. Don't you love when a trailer plays? And like we always, I rate them one to four stars. But you know, when you see it one that you don't like, you just turn to your wife, going, "Keep that fucking
4: dog." <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah, it's like you're sitting there making future plans while you're watching the trailer. Like one came on last night, and I turned it and I go, "We ain't seeing that." I tell you that right now. Like we just we're xing stuff off the list as we as we go. And I'll tell you, one movie I want to go see, and I don't know if you've seen the trailers for it. American Sniper. No,
2: I haven't seen the trailers. I read that book though. And- uh, Oh, you I, did? Yeah, I, it, it, it was kinda, I thought it was kinda boring. The guy kept cutting back to his home life and you know you know how it's hard to adjust for soldiers when they get home. Oh, okay. You know, which I understand. That's like, you know, but on the other hand, it's like, uh, bro, I just wanna hear about the kills. <laughs>
4: Absolutely. As soon as they do, start doing flashbacks, because the trailer takes place with this guy on a roof, looking through his scope, wondering or not if he should shoot this kid and her and her and her mother, and the mother's got like an RPG, and he's sitting there looking through the scope, and you see a flashback to his wife, to his kids at home, and then you see him looking down the scope, and I'm sitting there the whole time. I go, stay on the scope.
2: That's what I'm saying. The whole book I was saying that. Stay on the skull. <laughs> I mean, you're about to take out a woman with a rifle. I haven't seen that since, uh, what, the Hannibal, the third one with the black chick with the baby in her arms and the machine gun. That yeah. Was funny, that was intense. But you're about to take out a woman, and, and now we're cutting back to a kitchen scene where you can't adjust to doing dishes. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Oh, yeah, no, I, I'm into anything with snipers, with military, I, I tell you, and, and and the less of that as far as normal life is concerned in the movie, the better. I need action, I need uh, intense moments where I, because you're right, as soon as it goes back to the kitchen, as soon as it goes back to him in the hospital with his newborn and he's rocking her on a chair, it takes me out of sniper mode. It, it, totally, dude. And quite frankly, if I want to watch that, I'll go into my own fucking kitchen.
2: <laughs> I mean, I can't stand Jackie loves movies that are about real life. Like, what? Someone's dying? There's enough of that around
4: us, man. Yeah. Oh, no, boy. absolutely. I've been seeing a lot of movies lately. We've been on a kick out here in Naples. I went to go see that Stephen Hawking movie last night. Have oh, you about yeah, it? yeah. How was it? I, I liked it. I really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, it could have been I got a time me. limit. I got a time limit on disabilities. You know, it's funny you say that because, you know, the guy's got ALS. He's got Lou Gehrig's. And, like, midway through the movie, he starts to lose his speech. And I, he's trying to talk, but you can't really see him, uh, hear him. It's, like, inaudible. And I I turn the line, I go, maybe they should put some subtitles in here because I can't hear a word this guy's saying. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Bro, I got to keep on
2: topic, but um, there's a commercial that comes on. It's just so effed up to say, but it comes on like once a day with a woman from smoking, and she's like, you know, the machine and all that. We've seen that a zillion times, right? Yeah. Um, Every time it comes on, Sadie turns around afterwards and walks around the house going, "How How are you? How are you? How are you? How are you? Oh, Jesus, we're like, no, no. <laughs> but <laughs> She's got the comedic gene already. I'm telling you, but these kind of movies you're talking about. When I was younger, I was more into the independent movies. And people that go and appreciate these movies, they're better people than me. We need those movies to be made. But for me, bro, I'll admit it. I, I am what I am now. I mean, I want somebody getting shot in the opening credits.
4: Yeah, if you if you put a... A shooting scene or an intense scene like I want to be dropped in in the the highest moment of the movie from the beginning I don't want to build to that put me in the sniper scene in the beginning You know, sometimes, yes. sometimes you see a movie that they establish the shots. Oh, yeah. Okay, we're in Toronto. Now we go to a house. Now we go in the house. Put me on the roof with a gunner next to me, and we're, and we're sifting out who we're going to shoot next. And right away, popcorn is down, and I'm engaged. I couldn't agree more. I mean, we
2: got to sit here and come up with this from our perch. It's like a no-brainer. Even with the comedies. I mean, The Hangover, one of the last classics ever, opens up with Bradley Cooper looking beyond cool, beat up, hung over in the middle of the desert, pulling out his cell phone and uttering the words, We fucked up. I'm in! I'm in! And then the next scene, is picking up his buddy, yelling from the car, Dr. Faggot? Looking for the, oh god! If it's gonna go on like this, and the same thing with action, man, right out of the gate, I want. I just rented that one, the last one with uh, called the Mo, uh, most wanted man, Philip Seymour Hoffman's uh, last film, apparently. <laughs> oh boy, he had a German accent. He was a spy. It was one of those spy movies where nobody's getting shot. It's just all outsmarting each. Oh, god, it was so bad. I, I halfway through. We're talking about a $30 million budgeted movie. Halfway through, I switched to House Hunters
4: on HG. Oh, wow. <sighs> nice nice show, by the way. Isn't it? Oh, I love making fun of those people. Is that even real? Would you, would you and Jackie even behave that way, the way they're behaving? Dude, those so? are
1: real
2: people. That's it. I mean, sometimes...
4: One or the other will be so... Like, the woman will say
2: something so annoying three times in a row that the guy will go, I think... And I'll interrupt and go, I think you should get the fuck out of there. Why do you want to live with this chick? Holy (laughs) shit, is she annoying? And then when it's a good couple, I totally go, they're cool. They're cool. Just to let my wife know that I don't think that way about everybody. But, like, isn't that what you're supposed to do
4: with those shows? You know, you you make a good point. At the end of the show, I wouldn't even mind... Hearing the guy or the girl go, you know what? really like the house, but let's lose the husband <laughs> well, what
2: about when they bring a the uh, the friend uh and the friend? I'm like, is your friend living with you? Get out get out of here. <laughs> what I'm watching one the chick don't like crown molding. She's like, there can't be any crown molding in the whole house can't have crown and it was like, I just wanted to pull her aside and go, to limit yourself, because there might be a piece of crown molding. You know how dumb you sound? Yeah. We can just take it off.
4: Yeah, I know. It's like some of the things that they have as their stipulations, like, oh, we have to have this, or I'm not... I don't know. For me, if you... Like, when you walked into the house in Ferdonia, was there one thing that you're like, nah, I don't like that, but... I love the house. Give me the the negative. Uh, the negative is it just needed some overall
2: uh, work, you know, like some wallpaper and stuff like that. But, you know, I mean, the people that walk into these homes and expect to like the wallpaper, it's like, you lazy? <laughs> you got to change the wallpaper. You got to do some painting. But, yeah, no, I, I just liked everything about the house, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, those people drive me. Oh, the dogs. My dog, I don't know if this will be good for my dog.
4: Oh, that's another thing that burns my ass. Oh. When people pick a home or a place to live based on an animal, what is that? What is
2: that? And your dog's gonna be dead in 10 years. And you, yeah. And you got, yeah, oh. Or oh, 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 when they walk through the house and they say, and they mention something that could be dangerous for the baby. And you're just like, then put a gate. Just put a gate. Like, if I was a realtor, wouldn't you? I wouldn't be able to bite my tongue. They'd be like, my baby could fall down the stairs. I'm like, or oh, you could put up a gate like a, like a human being.
4: <laughs> oh, I would love to see you sell a house. You would be so honest that people would be going, what? I mean, if I walked oh. into a house and you were selling a house and I go, listen, I, you know what? The, the, the kitchen doesn't have an island. I could see you going yeah that's why you could put one in yeah right or
2: or when they got they uh, we want a fireplace a backyard walking distance to town good school system and our budget's 200 grand I'm like well I, I don't know what to tell you I mean I couldn't get you all that in 1947 with 200 grand these people man so uh what other movies did you see what else you got because I'm, I'm I'm dying for something good
4: man. Yeah, that, that that one was good. Um, I saw Rosewater. I don't know if I told you that. That's the John Stewart movie. I saw that. No, a
2: while back. wait. You you told me about the premiere, but the movie itself, you said it was pretty good, right? Yeah, it was
4: good. I enjoyed it. Um, what other movie did we see recently that we didn't really care for? Oh, Birdman. Dude, Michael Keaton's my favorite actor of all time. I love Michael Keaton. I think he's got a very good serious side, complemented with some excellent humor. Mm-hmm. And this movie, I uh, didn't follow it too much. I wasn't. Uh, did you see it? No. Do you go see movies at this when you're a parent? Are movies basically out of out of the loop? Yeah. Well,
2: usually we almost got a babysitter to go see Interstellar, but we didn't. But no, I usually wait to uh, uh, for video. But I didn't go to a lot of movies, even when. Um, when I didn't have Sadie, because most of them aren't worth the money, I get so pissed off, man. And quite frankly, dude, I like extracurricular activities that I enjoy doing throughout my film. Jackie as well. We pause, we chat. You know what I'm saying?
4: So it takes you like four and a half hours to get through a movie. I don't oh
2: know? yeah, we love it, man. We'll, I mean, we'll be watching a movie. All of a sudden, an actor comes on. Next thing you know, we're talking about the actor's brother who is in something else and this and that. Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, dude. I can't recommend enough. They just wrapped up uh, another season of Walking Dead.
4: Yeah, you're into this. Uh, huh? You
2: don't even know, man. You don't even know. I mean, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert for anyone out there. This chick, they tried to save her. Her name is Beth. We had her saved. We were pulling her away from the bad people. Then she turns around, pulls a knife. They shoot her in the I- You ever just watching a show and you're so frustrated? Like, why did you fucking do that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I I literally lay in bed at night sometimes after I watch that, and I go, fucking zombies came up the back that way right now. I take Sadie and Jackie. We go out the front. We, I, well, I know what to do. I love it. Aww. I love it, dude. It's my favorite show of all time. It's so cheesy, I know, but I love it.
4: Is it the – was that the finale? Is it – we got another season coming.
2: They're coming back in February with another six. It's, I try to milk them. I save them. I'll start to watch one, and I'll stop, and Jackie's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm not feeling the vibe. It just there's too much going on around me, and she's like, dude, you're so fucking gay with these shows. It's ridiculous.
4: (laughs) I'm like, I need the perfect environment, man. Yeah, no, when you get wrapped up into a great show, it, it, there's nothing better. There is literally nothing better. That's why I like to watch them back-to-back on streaming whatnot. As soon as one end, boom, we're back into another one. There's no waiting a week.
2: Yeah, man, it's almost like you're as exhausted as the character by the end. You've been through it. <laughs> you, ever, you ever, like, watch them like that? Um, well, I know Netflix has it, but we also do on-demand, and, um, and we can just, uh, you know, we tape. On, on the cable box, so yeah. sometimes we're watching a show, and then commercials come on. You stop bullshit, and you ever have a moment where you go, "Oh, what are we doing? I forgot we can fast forward through this
4: shit." <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So uh, so what? Uh, what's uh, what's new and exciting?
2: What's new and exciting? I'm uh, playing uh Mall of America this weekend. that'll be fun. um I got a few stories and stuff to get into,
4: but nothing huge. It's all good i I thought things would be kind of winding down here a little bit uh and <clears throat> I don't know Matt I'm so ready for Christmas. I don't know if you're feeling this way, but i I am so ready to put the tree up, put my slippers on make a little eggnog start the fire and have a cookie in the tele- in the TV room i mean are we ready for that
2: just just start it up right shut it down till after christmas
4: shut it down i mean uh, you got the tree up yet
2: no not yet we're going to probably probably this week and i don't know it's a little too soon jackie's big on that man she <clears throat> really doesn't like when you put that shit up
4: too soon well here's the thing on the tree It's like, if you're gonna go out and buy a real tree, wouldn't you want to have that up for a good solid month and enjoy it? Rather than waiting kind of the first, second week into December, you put it up December 11th, 10th, whatever the hell it is, and then all of a sudden it's coming back down? I like the tree to kind of get, you know, just become part of the house for a bit. I, I, I hear what you're saying with that, but my opinion when you put it up too soon, is
2: by the time Christmas comes around, you come downstairs and the tree, you you almost walk by it and you're not even looking at it because it's been up since goddamn Thanksgiving, man. It loses its power and it really needs to spark on Christmas. So I like a late start. I could even see a late start, mid-December, but then keep it up a week after New Year's.
4: Yeah, I'm up for that. I'm up for a week after New Year's, but to me, it's like right now we're in the Christmas... To me, it's Christmas, Uh, people are shopping, you got the carolers, or the guy ringing the bell outside, it's a little nippy. I want to go home, I want to see a tree, and we don't even know the theme of what we're going to do with our tree this year, but I saw something the other day that is so trash that I got to tell the listeners not to do this. And maybe, I don't know if you've done this in the past, and, and forgive me for saying this, but... What do you think of popcorn around the tree? Have you ever done this? No. This?
2: I, 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 uh, you know, quite frankly, it's our show, and we're not censored by anyone. I'll be honest. I, I find it to be poor.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I
2: mean, you can't get pencils It's 99 cents. I,
3: I,
4: that's what i'm saying i mean a tinsel shrink. i don't know do you do tints
2: i'm sorry no I off.
4: well no no, no. um uh, i we did tinsel but the type of tinsel that was almost strung together not not the tinsel where you gotta take a little bit they almost look like shredded grass yes and then you gotta throw it on it at, to me that's that's poor
2: yeah, that's see I wanna do that. Jackie won't let me do that because she says that's white trash too.
4: Yeah, you might as well have popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> now what's your what what what's take on the popcorn you were no, told. I just the popcorn the, the the strands of popcorn around a tree it just doesn't even go together. You think I wanna go to the tree as a kid and open up my first gift and go, is that butter? What is that? <laughs> Yeah, but I
2: think traditionally in the early years of Christmas, that was a very popular ornament. It's obviously not poor. I mean, that's how I see it. But it's like, <laughs> it's like you know that kind of shit used to be on trees back in the day. I think they put cookies on that tree, man.
4: Oh yeah, any type of food item doesn't belong on a tree. What, a, what about a
2: what about a candy cane? I like that. Jackie doesn't like that, but I do put candy canes on, like just
4: just like eight. Ah, you know what? I could see one candy cane being in there, and you're going, if you find the candy cane, you get to eat it. Maybe a game, eight candy canes? Ooh, come on.
3: What are you saying? I would even think Santa's
2: tree has candy canes. That's what the hook is for. No one For the candy cane?
4: Yeah, hanging on the tree. That's... No, I think the only place candy canes really belong is the stocking. Maybe the... hanging out of the stocking with the hook.
2: No, no, no! I grew up where your stocking could very well have a hundred dollar watch in that shit. I mean, don't load my stocking with candy. That's bullshit. That's another place to put expensive, smaller gifts.
4: That is a good point. You ever look at the? Because we grew up with that, with that too, where you opened up the gifts, but then when you went to the stocking. There could have been a little surprise in there that you maybe even <laughs> forgot about that you asked for, because yeah, yeah. my mom used to mix it. There used to be candy maybe at the bottom.
2: Yeah, me too, of course.
4: But on top, you're right, could be a watch, could be a, uh, you know, another remote for the for the Nintendo that you've been wanting, you know, something that, whoa, I forgot about uh, Yeah,
0: this.
2: well, what about if you ever opened up your gifts and, you know, it was, seems to be a Bit of a light haul, so then you you got to open up your stocking, and I'm in my head. I'm like, there better be a gold brick in this fucking thing right now. I'll tell you that much, because all I got was two books and a soccer ball. Holy! Shit.
4: So, well, yeah. my mother used to uh, hide the gifts. I don't know if we ever got into this, but but it was like Easter and Christmas in one. Where I used to come down, my, me and my sister came down when. Uh, One morning and uh, no no gifts under the tree. And we're like, What what happened? And this is I think when we still kinda believed, or maybe I was kinda maybe I was phasing out of Santa, my sister was still involved, so I had a hack like I was half half there, half not. And my mother's like, I don't know what happened, but Santa I think left the note under the tree. So we go read the note and the note would say Santa decided to do something different this year. Your first gift is somewhere hot. And I'm like, what? So, me and my sister like 5 and 9 years old, we're like got our heads in this stove going. We found it. So, so this is probably adding to the fun then? Oh, it was so fun because each destination had another clue where the other gift was so in the stove there was another note going I know you kids were into uh, you know playing outside this year your next gift is your favorite place to put whatever it might be and we're in the garage we got it! (laughs) I'm telling you this really put a different spin on our Christmases because yeah It's fun to come down, you got 10 gifts apiece, and you open back and forth, back and forth. But to go and find your gifts, like an Easter egg hunt, what a brilliant idea.
2: It does extend the morning. I kind of like that move. Yeah, it
4: extends the morning.
2: This could be what influenced you years later, for some new listeners who might not know. Sebastian has a move when he stays at hotels. He hides dollar bills all around the room to tip the housekeeper. Instead of just putting them all in an envelope on the table.
4: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's funny that I might have got that subconsciously from our Easter Christmas. Maybe so. Now, let, let let's sticking on this
2: Christmas theme, I want to ask you a little more about <clears throat> the tree. Um, for, underneath it, I got this year a train set. I don't know if I'm going to put it up because I know Sadie's just going to keep taking the train and taking it off the tracks. But yeah. what you take? What are you going under the tree? I, do you, I mean, we got the nativity too. I think i would put the. I think the train's gonna go right through Jesus' oh, stable.
4: <laughs> that would be great. Make a little hole through the manger and have it go right through the manger.
2: Three kings. They coming by train this year. <laughs> did you? Did um, you do the Do you do the thing the Jesus thing underneath the manger?
4: Beautiful. My mother used to make a manger scene like no other. Used to put it right under the tree, and yeah. she used to use like little um, cotton. Isn't it? Not like, it's almost like cotton balls thread together, so it, it, it acted as, as snow. Yeah. She used to put cotton all over the manger scene, and used to put the almost like a white powder on the manger to make it look like it just snowed. I'm like, wow. See, that's man. like, but that's Bethlehem, man. Isn't that, that's in Israel, right? Yeah, I don't care. I don't know where it, don't
2: it snow. is. It don't snow in Bethlehem.
4: I don't care, <laughs> but to have snow... Around your manger, I gotta tell you, Jesus looks so much better with a little whiteness around his uh, around his crib.
2: All right, well we gotta Google. I don't know if it snows in Jerusalem, man. That's a Google that shit. But I hear you. I mean, why didn't you guys just put a reindeer coming through too?
4: Oh, oh. God, baby, on the roof. Do you
2: co- <laughs> do you do you guys cover the baby Jesus until Christmas? That's a Jackie move. She puts a little cloth thing over baby oh, jesus because wow. he's not that's supposed
4: sh- to be there yet <laughs> well we don't even put baby jesus in the manger until christmas it's not even there oh that's see now
2: that's nice that's how it really should be done
4: oh yeah but i like the cloth touch i'm into a white tree i'm not into colors and and, and i've had color before but right now i'm in all white and i gotta i gotta say this as long as we're on this topic and then I apologize again if you have this at your house, but this is something that shouldn't happen at, at an adult home. How do you feel about large inflatables on the lawn? Oh, my God, man. they're the worst. Oh, God. God. When I walk by and I see it, like a 12-foot blow-up Santa and, and the strings are, like, spiked into the ground holding this damn thing up, I I almost want to go over and pop it. What are people thinking? Yeah, but I mean, and that's at its best. What about when you walk by in the
2: daytime and they just got wet tarps laying on their lawn because they didn't turn the air thing on yet? Oh, God. That's (laughs) ridiculous.
4: Yeah, I'm not into figurines. I'm not into like 18 reindeer on the lawn with Santa on a sled. And then kind of like a hodgepodge of lights. Lighting bushes is an art, people. I have to tell you this. For those of you that are just throwing your lights on your tree and then stringing them to another one and just hoping it looks good, you got to wrap a tree with lights with such precision that if you don't do it right, it just doesn't even look right. This is coming
2: from a man who hires a company to decorate his house. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Cuz I man. can't
4: do it. I can't do the decorating. I you know, I I I want it to look uniform and professional and for me, I don't got the patience to be honest with you to wrap a bush properly with with lighting. Simple to me when it's when it's Christmas time. Is the way to go if you don't want to do something of like wrapping every bush you know it's a nice little touch of wreath on your front door oh,
2: lit up well, that's what we're doing this year that's what i grew up doing it's like whatever with the wreath when you're a kid and you drive by and you go look at the lights there look at the lights there look oh they just got a dumb wreath lit up it's lazy
4: it's lazy man fire it up fire I- it up I agree with the firing it up, but in lieu of not doing anything, I think a simple wreath on the door lit up has such an impact opposed to green and red lights shining haphazardly on a wall. yeah, I say go with the wreath no nah, uh, you're you're right, I mean, I mean, everyone would agree with you. It's a classy simple move classy, simple move, but this year. Unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to be able to decorate the house on the outside like I wanted to because I'm going to be getting back to Los Angeles kind of late in the game and uh, I'm a little disappointed. I'm such in the Christmas mood though. It's just there's a lot of things kind of in my way to get to that damn tree.
2: Well, yeah, you still got that.
4: Dude, it's still
2: a little early, man. Now now you say you wish Christmas was, you know, everyone was sitting home already doing their thing, but if you got in a vehicle with somebody and you were driving and it was their vehicle and they put on a channel that's all Christmas music, is it already acceptable to do that?
4: Uh, you know what? I wouldn't mind hearing a little jingle bells uh, in the car ride to a restaurant right now. I, 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 that's how much in the Christmas spirit I am. Sometimes I walk around going, look, at it already? Already? They got it up! But uh, this this year, I, I don't know, something about it. I, I haven't even shopped yet. Have you bought any gifts yet? Well,
2: Jackie gets most everything, but yeah, it's been coming left and right. I got UPSs all over, man.
4: Now, do you get the gifts? Hold on one second. Whoa, is, there, is there a problem? It's the $60 candle and you're burning it in here. Are you out of your mind? All right. Sorry. Oh, no, wait a minute.
0: Sorry. Wait a minute. All right. Hold on. Jeez. Jeez. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute.
2: What? Hey. Hey, Sadie. I'm doing a show. I can't talk right now. I'm sorry. Oh. Hi. Hi. That Hi. All right. I'll see you in a little bit. Bye-bye. I hate to close the door on my daughter. She crying. You hear that? Oh, no.
4: the, poor, the poor baby. Oh, hey, the man. poor baby. We're trying to do a show here. Oh, <laughs> my God. Can we get into the candle? Okay.
2: Yeah. You, I, I had a feeling she was going to do that, man. But I was like, she won't see it
4: in the hour that I burn it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <clears throat> you got specific candles to burn at specific times? Well, what's... Uh, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I heard. Of, I heard of that with, like... I like to do that with wine. If I got an expensive wine, we might open that up maybe at Christmas with the family. But this also applies to a candle.
2: Yeah, I, you know I love candles. I've told you that before. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes I run out of my, you know, cheap $5 ones that I like. So I'll grab one of hers, and she had one on a mantle. She's got a whole cabinet filled with them. But every time I go to take one, she's like, you can't have that one. No, you can't have that one. No, you can't have that. And then, then she'll come home with a goddamn Hanukkah candle for me. So anyway, uh, I ran out, and there was one on the on the mantle, and I'm like, ah, oh, man, that she only burns that
4: one at night when we watch
2: movies. And, uh, Wait a
4: minute, that that candle's good enough to watch a movie with, but not good enough to do a cast. Yeah,
2: because I'm in I'm in the little closet. I guess she doesn't. That's
4: okay. You're in the closet, but you know you might need that smell. It might you know might. Uh give you a certain mood where you could get into the cast where if that's not burning you might you you, you might not be able to to come up with funny stuff. I mean I I think a $60 candle during the cast is well worth the money. Hey listen I agree
2: with you man. I uh I got a cheap one here though I just lit for the ambiance. I need a candle. I love me. I love a good candle.
4: (laughs) Oh god.
0: This is A Little Show Within a Show. I'm Lou Whitsky. This is a Christmas story. A Whitsky family Christmas memory. When I was 10 years old, I woke up early on Christmas morning before everyone else, and I rushed downstairs to see if my parents had got me the new He-Man toys. What I discovered under the tree was the dead body of the family dog.
4: Dead, dead,
0: dead. Her name was Goldie she was a golden retriever. Her nickname was the Fat Deer because her head looked like a little deer and she carried around this huge unnatural pot belly. This dog ate everything except dog food. All leftovers. Of course meat but also the bones uh, corn pasta, chocolate, lettuce bread, cereal with the milk. Pizzas.
2: Two big pizzas man. Everything on them with water, a
0: whole lot of water, and onions. Anything would go in her bowl and into that stomach. So my dad and brother grabbed her legs on each side and carried her out like a pig roast as I lay on the ground crying amongst my He-Man dolls. The fact that she picked Christmas morning to die under the tree is nature's way of saying, learn about nutrition, assholes. Now think about that as you clean up this blob of cholesterol And think about this every year. So this Christmas, make some healthy choices for your pets. And kids, if you don't get the presents you wanted this year under the tree, just think at least you don't have to haul out a dead fucking fat deer carcass before you open those gifts. Merry Christmas. Now back to the Pete and Sebastian show.
2: So um I put something together here real quickly. Not real quickly, but you got a few minutes?
4: Yeah, yeah, I got some stuff I got to get into myself.
2: All right, well then this can wait cuz this is just a little uh written thing I put together.
4: No, if you want you want to we want to slide that into the show go right
2: ahead. Okay. All right. Big big news Discovery Channel this Sunday night coming up. Have you heard of a guy named Paul Rosalie? No. You you'll hear from soon. Have you heard about the guy This is the guy who built a suit to protect him with an oxygen tank in the suit that allows him three hours of breathing time. And he's going to get swallowed by an anaconda snake.
4: I did hear of this happening. I just didn't know the guy's name.
2: And uh, it already went down, but they're going to air it on Sunday. I I went online, I was looking at the guy, good looking guy and stuff, and like, you know, not some weirdo or anything, just an adventurer, young guy. And it got me to thinking, like, like if I was a chick and that guy came up to me in a bar, and like, it didn't air yet, or maybe he didn't do it yet, and he was about to do it, and and he buys me a drink, and right away, I'm like, hey, good looking guy, I like him. And then pretty much five, ten minutes in, he tells me that he's getting swallowed by a snake. I would think I'm out. Right? I, th- I think I'd be like, it's fucking weird.
4: Yeah. Because if, if I if I heard that from a, a woman who 10 minutes into the conversation ha- was bragging that she was going to be swallowed by a snake, to me, I don't like when people push their whatever's going on in their life so that makes them look better than they are. You know what I'm saying? Like, wouldn't you rather find that out from some... Like, Let's say you're talking to somebody, and then uh, you don't know who they are, and you're talking for about an hour at a bar. And then someone at the bar goes to the person you're talking to. Hey, hey, ain't you the guy that got swallowed by the... Yeah, yeah, I did that. And then I go, wh- 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 what'd you do? Nah, he's talking about when I, I put myself in a snake. Wouldn't you rather have it come up that way than have to promote it? Normally, yes, but
2: I mean, if I was like two weeks away from getting swallowed by a snake or I was dating a chick and she was two weeks away from getting swallowed by a snake and I met her that night and after an hour, it was pretty clear I'm going to ask her to get some lunch and hang out again. I I, I don't want to wait till it's like two days beforehand. We've been on four dates and she goes, I can't hang out Saturday because I'm getting swallowed by an anaconda. I'd be like, that's so weird. I wouldn't have gone out with you all
4: week oh so you're you're hoping you get filled in on the craziness right from the get-go rather than putting the time in and finding out later on down the down the road
2: yeah I put together something here based off of that because I just thought like uh, I that would be a I'm out thing to me if like that's a little too weird and I put together this little thing here men can play it at home We're men so I couldn't do it from a woman's standpoint if you were single and you met a chick like at a bar, or supermarket, wherever and you and you clearly were hitting it off. Yeah. And then early on, you learn the following things about her. I listed a few things. Are you still in or are you out? Okay. All right. <laughs> Her favorite place is Disney World, and when she gets married, she's rich and stuff, and she already told her dad she wants to get married at the castle in Disney World. And she loves it so much when she's married someday, she hopes to have a timeshare all year round in Orlando so that the family can go to Disney World at least once a year.
4: Okay, I hear that at the on the first date. I excuse myself to go to the bathroom and never come back. <laughs> 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 I'm <sorry>. you're out <laughs>
2: alright well what if what if I mean you just let's say it's one of those magical things we've all had when we are younger right you meet a girl in the summertime somewhere and you're spending two three days with her hanging out and you're like I am so crazy head over heels with this woman let's say it's that but you're an adult and then she says I just want to get married in the castle nothing else but was always a dream to get married in the castle and then we're done with Disney World you still out?
4: Wait, wait, it, it, it's, it's the castle at Disney World, or she's yes. just saying a castle?
2: No, no, the castle in Disney World, rented out
4: by her rich dad to get married and have the reception there. Yeah, anything that involves getting married and Disneyland, I'm out. World, world! <laughs> world, land, wherever it is, we ain't going. I ain't getting married with a bunch of characters.
2: <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm with you I'm with you man and again the ones I'm saying I'm not necessarily out I'm just throwing them out there here's All another right. one uh, you get to chat with a girl wow you really like her it's looking positive she tells you she doesn't believe in God any
4: God total atheist mm. as long as it's not uh,
2: yeah I don't think that would bother me it can, she'll never be talked out of it. I, I mean, early on, that wouldn't bother me. But I think, like, ten years in, we're married, and it's Christmas time, and she's got a sourpuss on because it means nothing to her. Get out!
4: Yeah, if it's taken to the extreme, then it could be an issue. But, I, I, I you know, if Christmas comes around and she has to leave the room because we're saying uh, glory to God... Uh, in in the highest, and uh, she goes, I can't listen to this. Then then it's a problem.
2: <laughs> well, what if too, when you die? I mean, is she at least going to show up at the church? And is she, was she going to pray to anything, or is she
4: just going to look in the corpse and say, "Take care." You know what? The more we think about this and talk about it, I'm out. You gotta be out, Will you. I'm m- out. Dude, Rose would be beside herself. Oh, yeah, no. uh, Any God will
2: do, man. Amish. I'll do Amish. Do the Amish. (laughs) Something, man. Something. Uh, All right. um, Cat lover. Big time cat lover. You meet a chick. I'm out. I'm out. I'm
4: out. I hear cat. I'm out. These cats, and I know there's a lot of people uh, that might be listening to the show that love their cat. God bless you. But I have a strong... Strong uh, allergy to cats, and every time I hear somebody's got a cat in the house, the house takes on a whole different personality for me. What's your view on these cats?
2: I'm right there with you, man. It's like, and I'm talking—we're not talking about one cat. We're talking about someone that needs to have two cats, maybe three. I am out,
4: out. I was at a house a couple weeks ago at a party. And I walk through the house, and to my left, I see a a litter box. I I don't know the rules on where litter boxes should be within the home, but it shouldn't be where you're living. Yeah, I I would think that would be on the like in the. Not even when? in the laundry room. Where do you put yeah. a shit box?
2: I, I mean, it's, if it has to be inside, maybe in the garage with a little cat door? I don't know. It's Yeah, covered. Something where... I why can't know, these cats be trained to go to the door like a dog and scratch on the door and go out there?
4: I don't know, but... Ah, damn cats. I feel like again, they know I mean, how to my, do it. I'm sorry?
2: I feel like they know how to do that. Just, they're just like, I'm, I'll just shit in your house. Yeah.
4: <laughs> well... I don't know, man. With these with these animal lovers, and again, I think I'm in the minority here. This house contained a litter box, and then and I don't know how you feel about this when you walk into a home and you see like a aquarium, but it's not. It doesn't have water. It's almost like an like a 55 gallon aquarium with wood and sticks and leaves. And you got to find the pet in there. Like, you don't no. know what they have, but they have something.
0: Yeah.
4: And you're like, what do you have? <laughs> and i like, oh, no, it's, a, it's a, a frog. You can't see. I don't want a pet that I got to locate. <laughs> and, and why? What
2: are you getting out of the frog? I mean, at least even Stallone would feed the turtles and tap the glass, because he could see them. They were right there.
4: You know what? I got I to gotta, I gotta say, the turtles are pretty cool. Uh, dude, Stallone
2: could make a slug look cool.
4: I know. God, the Cuff and Link. You couldn't come up with a better name for turtles than cuff and Link. Oh,
2: God. I mean, <laughs> I, it was a toss-up after that movie between wanting a little racquetball... To bounce when I walk to school or getting a couple turtles.
4: Oh, God. The, the, the blue racquetball while he's walking down the dock with the black leather, the black gloves, and the hat. <sighs> Can you even
2: get a better outfit than that? No, and you look at that man, and the last thing you would think is he's got a couple of turtles. <laughs> That's what makes Rocky Rocky. Guy was an enigma i
4: oh,
0: big one. you. Yo, Adrian. These are the exotic animals I was telling you about. These are my friends, Cuff and Link. I sold them to you. Sure, I know you sold them to me. Remember you
3: were working at that pet shop, huh? First day you was there and I came in and bought both these animals, huh? Sure, I remember that. I came in, I bought this bowl and I bought the, uh, bought the
2: animals themselves, the food, the marbles that go on the bottom there. Remember in the mountain? Remember that mountain? I had to get rid of that mountain, though, because they kept falling over and flipping, you know what I mean? Yo, why don't you come on over and sit down? So along those lines, then, I got one here. You meet a chick, and she's an actress. You're single. She's beautiful. You really like her. She's spunky, different, sexy. You go to her cool apartment. Bam, she's got a pet bow constrictor.
4: <sighs> yeah, I... I just don't like living things (laughs) in the house that, I think as far as I go as a dog, uh, once you start bringing in reptiles and then there's reptile food and then you got to get, like they got to go and get a rat or a mouse to feed the thing. You know how much shit's coming into the house? Dude, that's what I'm saying. A chick
2: has a pet bow constrictor. That's her way of saying... I'm weird and, yeah. and then I'm saying I'm out that's what I'm saying
4: yeah yeah no I, th- I think a snake because c- I couldn't never sleep over there because I'm thinking what if the snake gets could you imagine you wake up and the snake's not in the damn thing
2: oh my god I'd be like i'm I'm, I'm not coming back until the snake is I'm never coming back because this happened once it may happen again <laughs> oh All right, this is a three-parter, so I'll do one, one, one. All right, could you date a chick that's a vegan? I would imagine
4: yes. (sighs) That's another, that's that's a limitation, that's... You start bringing dietary restrictions on me, you're really cutting into my nightlife.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, no one wants to, if you're into smoking pot or drinking wine, you don't want to do it alone, and it goes with a steak, man.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's like when we go out now. We gotta, she's gotta turn it away and go. What's your vegan options? And right there, I gotta, we gotta leave the restaurant. I'm sorry.
2: Oh, you know how many times you'd have to look over at the server when your wife isn't looking and lip the word sorry.
4: <laughs> well, sorry, as I hand him a fifty. <laughs>
2: Oh, and then if she's one of those vegans uh, telling you what the animal you're about to eat went through, oh, forget
4: it. Oh, forget it. I don't want to know the history. (sighs) Just, 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 I want to eat. I just want to eat, man.
2: I know, I know. Could you date a chick that sells homemade jewelry on Sundays at the Melrose Flea Market?
4: Oh, no. Flea markets have a smell to them. You ever go to a flea market? Of course. I love them, man. Oh, God. There's a certain stench there. <laughs> I, I went to the one in Los Angeles on Fairfax and Third, or Melrose, sorry. And it seems to be so popular. You got these people walking around and looking at trinkets and st- shit I would never buy. I went through a flea market, never buy this. I would never buy a poncho. Well, I
2: mean, but come on. They got lots of cool little trinkets and, and, and deals and and, and I'm not a trinket now. guy.
4: I'm not a trinket guy. I go to people's homes sometimes. I look on the shelf and they got collections. Oh, I collect figurines. I'm sorry. I don't even know how you get to that point. Like, it's garbage all over the house. <laughs> if it's a painting or a vintage piece... That goes into the house like a painting belongs in a home. A chair belongs in a home. But when you start bringing stuff in, I give you an example. <laughs> I went over to a, a house the other day. Had like a machete on the wall for no apparent reason. You know, like like random stuff. That's yeah. Like the, like the machete was about two and a half feet off the floor, just with two nails, and the machete was on the wall for no... like. What, what A, why would you put a machete on the wall, and B, why would you put it down two and a half feet in a, in a random place? You want to put a machete on the wall? You put the machete in a lucite type box or frame, and you put that up, and then you put something under it that says, you know, Vietnam. Well, did you ask? No! That,
2: that's why it's on the wall. You're supposed to ask the owner, hey, what's with the machete? And they'll go, oh, hey, it was used by blah, blah, blah. And then you're gonna go, wow.
4: I, I ask if it's in, if it's presented well.
2: All right, here we go. Can you date a chick? You spent a weekend with, her. oh, she's a beauty. You know, maybe, maybe an Italian girl. You're really falling in love. And then uh, you go maybe to do something in the park one Sunday afternoon. Your heart's fluttering, man. This has been a whirlwind weekend. Oh, no. She doesn't shave her armpits. No one in her family does, and she never will. You win, you out.
4: Do you even have to ask that? (sighs)
2: She's everything you ever dreamed of with a shirt on.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, Sometimes I see women, like, they'll lift up their... uh, their arm.
2: oh even if oh yeah
4: and 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 they they have spots that they missed
2: or or if you could tell like they haven't done it in a couple of days
4: Ooh, oh god a, it looks so wrong
2: what are you in the army get on that <laughs> that oh it does look so wrong doesn't it
4: yeah when when, it, when it's very when it's patchy when it's spotty oh god
2: well, I've seen women with the legs, and they have blonde hair, and they go, "I don't shave that much because you can't see it." And in my head, I'm like, I-, "I can see it, and I can't eat my lunch right now." Oh, god. <sighs> um, here's an interesting one. You meet a a real beauty out in L.A. Right, young, mm-hmm. younger woman, uh, fallen in love, man. Spent like, you know, a couple days with her. Um, she says, "Listen, I gotta tell you something. It's just kind of ongoing." Um, I'm. I'm I barely had feelings for him at the time. I'm way over it, but I just want you to know um, I had an affair with Woody Allen, and he keeps calling and leaving messages.
3: Uh, yes, it's, uh, it's Woody Allen. I, uh, I'm very depressed. She broke up with me, and uh, you know, I I knew she loved
4: comics. I just I didn't know she preferred Italian comics. know so, uh, yeah. no, no, not a problem. I don't, I don't I don't see that being an issue. Except for the fact that Woody Allen, that's weird. What were you doing with him?
2: I mean, was it, first of all, if it was to get in the movie, then that's cheesy, and I really don't want to hang with you. Second of all, if you're into 80-year-old Jewish men, that's, I mean, you may as well have a bow constrictor, quite frankly.
4: I mean, listen, didn't Woody Allen, wasn't he married to Mia Farrow, who was married to Frank Sinatra? Yeah, I think Mia was just so mad at Frank. Yeah, I mean, where, where's she going with that? I mean, you're dating probably one of the most iconic men ever to walk the planet, right? Yeah. And by the way, why doesn't does Sinatra have a cologne? Dude, I got to tell you,
2: man, I've been seeing more and more stuff in movies and history about Sinatra being more of a, you know, whipping boy to everyone from the Kennedys to the mob and, like, really kissed a lot of ass. And except for those shining moments in Vegas, man, it's it's becoming a tarnished star. I mean, it ain't no Cosby, but... I don't know, man. I don't know if this guy was all that.
4: Uh, we might have to end the show. <laughs> I just can't believe where this is going.
2: I'll, I'll do some more research. I didn't like what I was hearing either. I mean,
4: yeah, he, he, he was probably fascinated with politicians, particularly the Kennedys. Probably loved being in that circle. Produced the Democratic Convention, if I'm not mistaken, in 19... I want to say 60, 61.
2: Okay, he... Sinatra went to the union guys, the mob, uh, and said to vote for JFK, John F. Kennedy, and in return, John F. Kennedy will have his brother, Bobby, go easy on you guys. Yeah. Now... The union guys did what he asked, and they voted, and then Bobby, first thing he did when his brother got put in the White House is Bobby went right after the mob. So they had this scene in the movie, bro, broke my heart, Sinatra goes in and he's talking to Joe Kennedy, the Kennedy's dad, you know, big rich man, you know, and um, was telling him basically, hey, I told the mob guys, the union guys, if they vote, you, you do the right thing. So. Joe Kennedy goes, "Why did you do that? We didn't ask you to do that." And Sinatra's like, "Well, I did do it, and it made a difference. And and Joe Kennedy's like, basically calling him a little piece of shit punk, no good, bit teeny bopper singer. Uh, Get the hell out of here. That's your problem. And then Sinatra goes back, head in hand, to the mob, and he's like, "I'm really sorry. Don't hurt me." It was like, "Whoa, whoa! This is not the the Jack Daniels swigging cigar, uh, cigarette smoking Vegas guy."
4: Yeah. Well, you were watching a fantasy movie. I, 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 listen, I'm not going to delve
2: any further in that. I didn't like what I saw either. But I got to tell you, man, it was a different scenario. I mean, you know, some of these mob guys, bro, they would a the deal. Like, I could could you date a chick that used to date the head of the mob? No, my bo- yeah, right. And He
1: keeps no. calling.
4: <laughs> oh, take care. Yeah, can you, can you imagine that? Oh God, no, no, none of that. But you know how get right out of that relationship real quick.
2: You know how funny Woody Allen must be for me or Farrow to date him?
4: Oh, he's gotta be, he's gotta be, he would have to say he was the funniest man on the planet.
2: He would, I would imagine she makes him do bits while they're having sex.
3: (laughs) 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 My grandfather lived in New York and was, uh, you know, quite old, my God, and uh, he, in his older age, he bought an insurance policy which is difficult to get when you're older. And the guys, this fly-by-night company that sent, sold him the policy, you know, it was a real sucker policy. I mean, it was just a real, real fake company. And so he was, one day, he was on Central Park West. He was over at the, um, the uh, Museum of Natural History. And he was standing down there in the rotunda. And I don't know if you know this or not, but at the Museum of Natural History, there's an enormous stuffed whale on chains hanging from the ceiling. You know, they have natural exhibitions. So the chain broke, the whale fell, and hit him. So he put in for insurance. And he claimed that he was hit by a falling whale on 81st Street. That's the one thing he's covered for.
2: All right, a couple more. Let's turn it up a notch. No toes.
4: Ooh, wow.
2: I know. We're just being honest here. Wow. Mm. See, now, I mean, if I'm embedded and in love with you, and then all of a sudden I just never noticed, I'm still in. But right out of the gate, uh, enjoy your drink.
4: (laughs) 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 Oh, God. You know what? as, as funny as we could make that, I, I don't... I would have to... I would have to look past that.
2: All right. that I got to edit mine out then.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, would, no, gonna... I would like to think I could look past that. But out of the gate... This is... Remember, this game is out of the gate.
4: You know, this is... Out of the gate, no toes. I... I Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, beautiful girl, right? Stunning. She takes her feet, uh, shoes off, and she's uh, she's got enough. Yeah, I'd have to look past that. I, I, I'd have to look past it.
2: Have fun at the beach, my friend.
4: That's all I have to say to you. <laughs> How about this one? Uh, beautiful girl. You don't know what she looks like yet. Let's say you're, uh, your buddy's like, I got a great girl for you, whatever. She's really pretty. She comes to the restaurant and she wears an eye patch. Cause uh she's got no eyeball. The first
2: yeah. thing I would do. All right, you, there's more? Wait, she got a parrot on her shoulder? I thought like I, <laughs> I cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> she,
3: she doesn't wear
4: she doesn't wear the eye patch for um for fashion. She wears it because her eyeball is in there. It's just a black it's just nothingness. Right.
2: I would and, I, I would text the guy who said she's beautiful and just be like, did you know about the eye patch? Because <laughs> <laughs> maybe that was something that happened after he last saw her. Maybe, yeah. Yeah.
4: But I mean... So, we, we, we getting the check or what? What are we doing? Dude, look, I'm thinking
2: Michelle Pfeiffer in her prime coming over to my table with an eye patch on. I'm still getting the check. <laughs> <laughs> What about you? I mean, where you at with this? Well, she can have an eye patch and no toes and I'll still marry her. Killing uh, me over here. Killing me over here.
4: There used to be a guy, I got to think what eye patches, there used to be a guy that used to come into the Four Seasons with an eye patch on and I was convinced he was um, telling people he had a problem with his eye just for like attention. But yes. I'm sitting there looking at this bastard. I'm going, you got no problem with your eye. You're doing this for attention. It's an attention hawk. He would used to come in, and sit down. Yeah. And his thing was the eye patch. Talk about getting into something real quick. He would start talking to girls, and he goes, "Well, you know, I it was, it was in the uh, war, and my my uh, I lost my eyesight, and my right." Yeah, <laughs> you know you in the war? He would really take it that far and give a story. Oh yeah, he had a story. It's just almost like this guy. I don't know if you saw it's a viral video. This guy that was prancing around, uh, dressed as an army, uh, a soldier in the army, at, mm. at the on the Black Friday. Did you oh, see this? No, I didn't. Yeah, this guy was at a mall <clears throat> shopping in full fatigues, and uh, a real uh, veteran came up to him with an iPhone, videoing the conversation, asking him why certain things on his uniform weren't up to code. And the guy had some answers in the beginning, but then started to fall apart towards the end. And big video, you know, it's it's, it's actually against the law to walk around and steal valor. Yeah, and uh, it's become a huge story. The guy was on um, you know, Kill Me, and Friends, I think. Uh, the guy that filmed. Saying that you know he had people that died in Afghanistan in that uniform, and this guy's walking around the mall getting discounts, faking that he's it was in Afghanistan. Oh my
2: God, that is low and low, man. Yeah, scumbag. If
4: my
3: campaign took me outside of mission lines from Afghanistan.
4: That doesn't make any sense. And you're in second bat, Rangers. Yep, there it is. Where's your combat patch at? I uh, gave it to a little kid again.
1: All right, why's your flag so low on your shoulder? It should be up here. Got me on that one, bud. No. Because you are, so, phony. I just called you out about 10 different things, and all of them all are bullshit. This okay. is illegal. What you're doing right
4: now is illegal, because you know what? I've worn that fucking uniform, and I've had friends get killed in Afghanistan so wearing that I'm fucking on. uniform. No, you haven't. That's you're full like, of shit. 12 years in. Stone Valor. Right, Stone right here. Valor. Stone Valor. Hey, let's go. See you later, pal. Fucking asshole. So. Jesus. Yeah, I don't have any tolerance for an eye patch. We'll wrap up with one more here.
3: Okay.
2: maybe two more i got two more i gotta say one is uh could you date a woman you meet her you're hitting it off the same thing a couple of days in and she says well you'll find out sooner or later i should just tell you adolf hitler was my
4: great-grandfather yeah uh, that's a bad bloodline we got to cut that off at the knees it's
2: nah, see now it depends how she's coming at it if she's like i changed my name i distanced myself but anyone who could do so you know, my family knows and stuff I don't know if I'd be out. I mean, I'd be wa- I'd be watching her when she sleeps the first few days. I'll tell
4: you that much. Trying to see what she's like, you know. Can you imagine coming that, that coming up at holiday dinners and whatnot? You know, you're around with your family. And oh, you know, your grandfather? He was a uh, Hitler. What? <laughs> I mean, there's no way you would be able to live a normal life with that type of history. <laughs>
2: Oh, did you know him? I, I, the only memories I have is his, is the smell of his pipe. One time he used to bounce me on his lap or something. I don't know. It was a, <laughs> no, she doesn't even know him. Great-grandfather. She's never met the man, you know, but that's that's the chain. That's the chain.
4: That's a tough one. Sorry, I can't I can't get into that. Yeah. Not, could you? Not. All right, could you date a woman?
2: You're, you're really liking her and everything's going well. Maybe you're in New York City for a little while, and you meet her there and stuff, and it turns out, her phone rings. She's like, I have to take this. And then she comes back to you, and she's like, I'm um, Al Sharpton's, like, assistant. Like, I'm there for him 24 hours, 7, whenever he needs something. To the point where they're so close, when Al calls up, he calls a sweetie. I'm out. You're out?
4: The connections?
2: You'd be on BET in two days.
4: Huh. I'm out. Why? I mean, I I got a bad, bad taste in my mouth with that guy. I know, but this is
2: just an opportunity to get at a table with him.
4: I told you he tipped me
2: like shit. I I know. I sat next to him once on a plane from uh, Buffalo to LaGuardia.
4: Did he say anything? He
2: just got two orange juices.
4: Did he say anything, or did he start a riot on the plane?
2: Nope, didn't. No, no, he didn't, but it was funny. When he got on in Buffalo, he was all alone. Uh, and then when he got off in LaGuardia, there was a whole crew waiting for him, man. It was like, this is years ago, but in Buffalo, he wasn't really known yet. Nah, I hear you, dude. What are they doing letting the guy in the White House? <laughs> <laughs> He's hanging out in the White House.
4: I don't know. I don't know, man. It's...
2: I know, but look, let's be honest, man. If I was in the White House, I mean,. I'd have every Italian that I liked in
4: there. Oh God! If I was in the White House, well, first of all, we'd have to, you know, Italians. If if they ever got into the White House, would would uh, would would literally go, "We live here now." Yeah, yeah, it's your house. Well, you know what? We're gonna re- uh, re- remodel. Let's go. We're gonna we're gonna destroy it. We're gonna build the way we like it. See, what are you crazy, dude? You can't. Are be, you kidding me? Italians would never be living in. They would. They was. They would put. A, they would put their own. They would put their own sculptures in. The whole thing would be changed.
2: I would do stuff like Halloween. I would be. I would hand out the candy. You open we, up the door. You can walk right up to the gates. You think there's going to be some administrator? Bam! There's the president.
4: You want a good and plenty? Come on! You're opening up the door.
2: That's my way of saying I'm opening up my door to America, man. Wow. Not really, right? That's too dangerous. <laughs> All right, man. Last one. Can you date a chick when you like? What do you like? What kind of movies you like and stuff? And she's like, honestly, I can I, I mean, my whole family makes fun of me for this, but I'm addicted to. I just love cereal and cartoons. And at night or day, I just love a good bowl of cereal. Honeycomb, Captain Crunch, and I love to watch cartoons.
4: Yeah, well, you could be watching those alone because I'm going to be watching Homeland.
2: Yeah, but that's not a deal breaker, right? If you, feel like, you like her, and you're like, ah, that's cute. And she's like, no, I really, it's like a hobby. I collect cartoons, not characters and yeah. everything else. I just it's love
1: over, her. bro. It's
2: <laughs>
4: over. You're out. I need your take on something. What's up? So Lana and I tomorrow are going to Art Basel. It's a huge art. uh, It's the biggest art show in the world. It's in Miami. Right. And Lana's doing a private dinner and cocktails uh, for about 40, 50 people, showcasing her art along with uh, this this jeweler who has uh, some fabulous jewelry. Lana and I um, are going tomorrow. And... Lana's, a uh, friend of Lana's, not a, a friend, let's say an acquaintance more, uh, maybe a business acquaintance, has said to Lana, I know a couple that's going to be at Art Basel, You should meet them. You should have brunch with them. Now, I, I told Lana, I go, I, I don't know. How do you feel? I, I'll tell you how I feel. And then you give me your thing. I. I have a hard time eating with people I just met. I said, Lot, why don't we do drinks at night? Something a little bit more casual. Like brunch, to me, is where I take my mother on Mother's Day. Right? It should be drinks. Yeah, drinks, it's something loosey-goosey. You sit around, you have a cocktail, and you go, you know what? We're going to go see some art. We'll see you later. Brunch, you got to sit there. Then if you have to get up and go get the food, you bring it back and then people have to, "Oh, I didn't see that. Where did she get Where did you get the Sam? Oh no, it's at the end." You know, then you got to do that. All- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want to do this.
2: Well, is this also like a, a, a business sort of a thing? It would be good business-wise
4: to to meet these people. It would be good business for Lana to get in with these people just because they're collectors and whatnot. And I get it. I'm just saying, in general, now, my I first agree. meeting with someone, I think, should be very casual. Especially, bro, because
2: if it's not going that well, you don't want to be locked into, like, oh, man, this is a nightmare and the food hasn't even come yet. You can always just finish your drink and, and for whatever reason,
4: split. Yeah. See, you're a slave to the food. You know what I'm saying? The food, it's running late. Now you got to sit. I, I don't know. To me, I'm a little bit more of a, and again, this is, this is a testament to my wife who is so friendly and so wanting to meet people and sit down and enjoy their company. I think that's fantastic. But I'm living on the opposite side of the spectrum where I'd rather kind of ease into stuff. Couple drinks and then we do Sunday brunch.
2: Dude, that that's just good business. What you're saying, that's just good business.
4: I don't know. Well, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. I um, mean, I,
2: I've I've had like you remember when you meet those writers that might you know you might do your show with through the years, and you go to I go to sit with them sometimes like at lunchtime, and if some I would never get food. That's the other thing. You ever hang out with someone and they go, "You mind if I get food?" And you're like, "I don't know." Oh. Did you just cut through the desert to get here? <laughs>
4: holy shit i'm never that guy i could be starved i could be starving i will never get food no me neither
2: and the thing is when the other guy gets food i kind of wait till he's almost done i just make small talk before i go into the pitch in case i don't like him or he doesn't like me i don't have to wait for him to finish his tuna
4: salad well sometimes the way they eat just throws me off and i'm like i can't work with this guy because the way he's eating bothers me
2: (laughs) 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 that's true too man i mean i've uh, sometimes when i'm on the road for long periods of time it's almost like living in the wild i've eaten alone in my hotel room so often that by the time i come home jackie's like guy you're not an animal in the woods you know chew your food close your mouth you know if i go out with someone sometimes and a piece what if i'm about to do a deal and a piece of spinach falls out of my mouth and they go forget it forget it don't do that thing with them right (laughs) i mean what what if lana's making great talk with them and they're so interested you get up to go to the bathroom and there's like a five to 10 minute period where you're not there to help Lana turns out she had a piece of broccoli right between the two front teeth if that was you collecting you'd be like I'm not buying anything off this I know
4: I know (laughs) when when people have that say something caught in their teeth I feel and they don't know I feel like I have to take on the embarrassment for them you know like I I all of a sudden feel like Oh, God, they don't know. They don't know. And now I start to feel embarrassed.
2: Right, because later on, they're all going to go to a mirror and know. And they'll know that you knew the whole time.
4: Oh, and then they got to figure out when it got in there.
2: Oh, yeah. Was
4: he looking at it the whole time? I mean,
2: now, are you still going to do a little stand-up?
4: still doing the stand-up. I'm going there two days before, so I'm pretty good with going to an event like that and seeing things and putting that kind of into my act to start start off the evening so it's very relatable
2: yeah nice Uh,
4: but yeah it's gonna be i ain't the show the show is art and jewelry i'm just adding a little like uh, flavor to it rather than people just coming and sitting down and watching or looking at art uh also uh my sister collaborated with Lana and the jeweler my sister's an editor so she made like a five minute kind of sizzle reel of Lana and this guy's jewelry and she edited together really nice so that's gonna be a video that's kind of introduced the show uh I don't know whether or not I'm going on, on on or before or after that but it's just the comedy is just something a little different that you might not see at Art Basel yeah that that that, you know, it's nice that me and my wife could kind of work on an event together. So,
2: Hey, Brad Pitt and Angie are doing a movie together right now. You guys are doing a little show. Yeah. It'll be fun. No, it'll we're be a lot of fun.
4: The, the art of comedy. Yeah.
2: No, that's going to be a good time, man.
4: Yeah, so we're looking forward to that. Three days in Miami. Um, and then we're going to go look at some cool cool stuff, go to some cool parties. And then uh, we got New York City at Gotham. Uh, the week after that, and then finally reached my home December 15th. There you go. There you go. And
2: I will be, as I said, at the Mall of America, Rick Brunson's House of Comedy this week in Minneapolis. Next week, Baltimore, Magoobies, Toledo, Ohio after that, and a New Year's Eve at Gotham.
4: There you have it, Pete, with a huge schedule for December. There is no slowing down for this man whatsoever. Well, you got, uh, you're doing Conan too again, too, right? Uh, doing Conan December eighteenth. It will air, so uh, I'll uh, I'll be plugging that as we get Mushink. closer to the date. Um, so yeah, uh, and also a couple other dates I'll mention uh, next week um, on the cast that uh, you guys should pay attention to. Again, listen, I don't know what's going on, but I I gotta I gotta give a shout out to a new listener. Yeah. Uh, that we picked up through Riotcast. He was nice enough to uh, message us uh, on Facebook. His, uh, his Facebook name is, let me see here, Spuds McGillicuddy. Okay. And he just uh, had to reach out to us. He started at the beginning, and he's so happy that he got introduced through uh, Robert Kelly's uh, commercial. And he's in, man. This guy is in. Uh, he said, from the first episode, you guys got me. Loving every minute of it. Up to episode eight. Started listening yesterday. He's like, it's not like I got no life. I'm out here uh, uh, inventing free time, staying up late, waking up early. This is sick shit. So happy. I stumbled across you guys, and I have hours of entertainment ahead of us. It's nice. It's nice to get these messages yeah. uh, that people really appreciate the damn thing. But what we gotta ask you guys, and again and again, we, we have to pound this into your head, share the damn thing. Yeah. Through social media, better yet, do it at work. Talking to people, whatever, you go into work. I do I'm listening to this podcast on the way in, or sorry, this show on the way in with these two guys. The more we get um, uh, listenership, uh, the more things we're going to be able to do, and I'm not saying we're strapped for cash here, but if we get some sponsors behind this thing, there's going to be a lot of things that Pete and I want to do that you're going to start seeing a lot more of. So just, just spread the word. To take it a step further, if you can somehow,
2: I don't know how to do it, email a friend an actual episode and just say, dude, click here, let it download, listen going home, you'll be hooked.
4: Yeah, send one. E- if everybody sent an email to one person, and we got and we just doubled our listenership, it, it would be uh, it would be nice. And, and listen, we're not begging for listeners. We've been in doing this uh, whatever, coming up on two years here. But very, I got I got to say, we, we don't even promote the damn thing ever, like like we're doing now. <laughs> we, we always come on. We always give our show. And goodbye. Take care. See you next week. We never really promote. So, we're taking a little five minute Pete and Sebastian commercial out to, to, to tell the people they gotta start sharing this thing a little bit more. Later. Later.
0: The show has ended.
4: Popcorn around the tree. Have you ever done this?
2: No. This- I, 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 uh, you know, quite frankly, it's our show and we're not censored by anyone, I'll be honest. I, I find it to be poor.
1: Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Okay, here's the situation: Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement.